Viewer discretion is advised. All activities performed in-game and are fictitious. Arcade magic is not to be used lightly and by amateurs. <laughs> All magic performed in this show was performed by an expert. Feel free to try this at home. when you appear out of this portal some people freak out a little bit when they see this you know thing and you know some guards maybe come over and start rushing towards you when they see that it's you guys everybody kind of calms down hell <laughs> and you know they see they How's see the your the, Suzanne they see your this huge book that you're now carrying as well as your staff and Claudio your sword now glows even when it's not unleashed um, oh, the mace? Yes. Glow. Sparkle, sparkle. Yeah, sparkly, sparkly. <laughs> and uh, Crunk, I don't know if you're just waving around this thing, <laughs> pointing yep. at people. <laughs> I, I upgraded to a shiny. <laughs> uh, whenever I get a gun in my hand, I just can't help but point it at people's heads. I know what's wrong with me. My dad owns a gun store. He just doesn't like me working there anymore. <laughs> I just don't know why. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys are in this. You guys are in, in Farhaven. Not too late, not not that late in the day. Maybe it's the evening. I don't know if you guys want to rest before. Well, I mean, it sounds like our whole endeavor took what, like, twenty minutes. Yeah, probably. It's pretty fast. You guys had to like search for the halfling for maybe a you know half an hour, and then the whole thing probably maybe all together took an hour tops. Yeah. So we got Zoop back here. Yeah. Zoop. That zooping spell. Zoop. Um. <laughs> Only once. <laughs> One zoop per game. <laughs> you guys like kind of get your bearings you hear an alarm bell and maybe one of the criers is like the caravan's under attack and you see like a small a group of genies henchmen as well as like glenn's thugs you know rush into one of the houses and start arming themselves there's a caravan of survivors and refugees from the big city who are making their way towards far haven but they're under attack and they don't know how long they can hold off the cold ones. Okay. They're right. desperate for help, and they've sent us a message. Well, let's step two. <laughs> right. So, how do you guys want to approach this? Do you want to wait till the rest of your companions, um, including Ginny and the rest of her gang, uh, finish arming themselves, or do you want to head out on your own? I mean, you have magic at your disposal. I could scout ahead. It'll be easier for you to not have to handle NPCs. Right. <laughs> um, so, how do you guys want to handle this situation? Since you decided to go and take care of Fuzzy's shop first, you guys could turn home and the caravan's already under attack how about we go scout it out yeah i think we should we should do some scouting can right. i cast some things on myself before we go yep okay probably want to do that as you're arriving well yeah because you guys are still in far haven and they're like halfway between far haven and the city oh okay so i'll do all that when like almost right there. when you're approaching the caravan okay how are you guys getting to the caravan Jeannie and her dudes are going to get on some horses, slowly lead them out of the, the forest, and then ride towards the caravan. It's going to take them a little bit of time to get there, though. There's some extra horses if you guys wanted to take horses. I mean, I can Unless cast you fly. don't want to waste the spells. I'm just cast fly. Well, you can just... spell only minutes. I'm pretty sure it's like a minute per level or something like that. It's, it lasts a good bit of time. Maybe it's per round. I don't think it's by round. I think it's longer than you think it is. Yikes. Okay. A minute per level. Okay. And you're... Are you casting as Rules per... longer. And you're casting oh. it off of your list, not out of the book. Off of my list. Okay. And you're level eight? Yes. And you cast it on all three of you? Sure. Okay. With eight minutes of flying, moving at 60 feet per round, you guys are going to be able to reach there pretty quickly before the end of the flight. Okay. I don't want to do that much right now. Figure out miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. So don't. Let's just say we get there. Okay. Okay, yeah. Let's uh, hire a little good for you. Hi. You guys glitter up and fly and Peter Pan out of the out of the canopy of the spider forest and fly towards this caravan as Ginny and her goons get on horses and start riding. Is this like in the middle of a field or is it like, are there woods on the sides of the road? Yes. This caravan is actually very close to the spot that you guys 
first fought the goblins in, where mm. there's a tree line with some trees. There's a with the spider forest around, you know, far farther away. There's a there's a road and a big open clearing and a bunch of fields on one side. The caravan is just passing this tree line, and they're being followed by a large group of whites and cold ones. But these cold ones look a little different. One in particular is much larger than the rest, and he doesn't have arms. He's just a humongous snake with a man's face. <laughs> Duck into those trees. Man snake, man face. Right. Man snake. I'm going to fire shield and mage armor myself. Anybody want anything? Um, I want true strike or haste. mage armor. We got two charges left. I think I have one, so no. I'm going to say no. I mean... Wait, didn't you use one last time? Yeah, there were three charges left. I'm pretty sure. There was originally three. Oh, there was originally three? Yeah. I think there's only one left. Save for big, bad, scary battle. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so you guys fly over this. Can you cast Fire Shield on anybody else? I think it's a personal spell only. Okay, that's what I figured. Because that'd be wild if you just cast Fire Shield on everybody. And I don't have that many. Yeah. Also, last night I stored Cure Critical in my earrings. Okay. Good to know. Okay. Just gonna. So you guys reach this tree line, and you fly into the cover of the trees. Um, make some high checks. Because you guys are trying to scout a little stealthy before you just enter this fray. I think. Uh, 15. 20. All right, I got the 20, 26. Okay. You guys fly over this tree line and maybe perch on one of the trees, and you guys can watch as... Uh, this caravan, which is heading towards maybe Thistle or maybe Amberville, is being chased down by a group of reptilianoids and cold ones. In particular, there's a giant snake with the face of a man. And the back of this caravan is already being harassed. You can see some of the some of the caravan carts have already been destroyed and their and their survivors are being ripped apart by the cold ones and, and whites that are chasing these guys down. But the caravan the parts of the caravan that are still moving are being protected by were-rats. And you see a couple of larger ones in particular fighting off this giant were-serpent who um, you guys think is actually Captain of the Guard, who you met at the beginning of the game and called you a street rat, Crunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys, like, take, you know, if you guys spend a few seconds to, like, get your bearings on what's going on, you watch the were-rat general jump and strike at Captain Serpa, the were the were serpent, and they're fighting viciously as his the rest of his were rats are fighting off the cold ones and the whites trying to defend the caravan as it moves away. So these are the surviving were rats? Yes. And, and they and they cool with us. They're all half transformed and some of some of them like they aren't getting all of their were rat abilities and bonuses right now because they're like partial transformed. They're not in their like powerful hybrid mode. They're in a hybrid hybrid mode. And not it's not as good, and you can see like so somewhere between human and hybrid, right? Like one of them's got like a rat foot and a regular foot, and you know, <laughs> one, and like half of his face has turned into a rare rat, kind of like Vermin was during the during the Dark World episode. So you guys are perched upon this trees, and you can see Captain Serpa land a critical strike on the rare rat general, and just like scrape part of his face right off, and he lands on his back prone. Uh, do you guys want to help them? Yes. Okay, roll for initiative. Sorry, I do. I don't know about these guys. Yep. 15. 17. 20. Ginny and her reinforcements are three rounds behind you. Three rounds. All right. Your mom's three rounds. What's your dexterity, Suzanne? Three. Your dexterity is three? Damn, that's oh, low. Shit. Oh. <laughs> you can't even move. <laughs> that's what I add, 16. My bad. <laughs> Dude, you're you're as fucking stiff as a gingerbread man. Crunch. Crunch. Yeah, you try to touch Crunch. your toes and just die. Crunch. Okay, okay. Um, this is a solid result. Okay, higher low. Oh, excuse me. You guys made your stealth checks. He hasn't noticed you. You're going to go first, starting with Crunk with a twenty. You guys are up in these trees. They're about. Mm, 60 feet away. Fully reloaded. You guys are... Yeah, Shoot them! You probably have reloaded all of your stuff. All right, well, I'm going to cast True Strike on myself and go invisible. Okay. And Higher look good for it. you. 
I was going to say you already cast True Strike on yourself, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's so you cast cast True Strike, go invisible, move into a good position. Yep. Okay. After Crunk is Eric. Excuse me. You're, Claudio. Eric's not on the team. Claudio. <laughs> Who the fuck is Eric? Who the fuck? You're a fourth what? party member, Eric. Eric. Hey, guys. Um, loser. <laughs> I wore a headband and a vape. <laughs> <laughs> How can I help? You'll never see me without a bandana on. <laughs> Only 95% of the time. <laughs> Unless it's a holiday and I'm dressed up. <laughs> but still, there's usually an argument about it beforehand. <laughs> That's not always true. No, it's not. It's voluntary, voluntary this time. I know. Um, <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Alright, does it look like I could not immediately get myself surrounded? Yes. You think that if you can charge and probably... If you're going to go after uh, the biggest were-serpent who's fighting the were-rat general, you think that you're going to be able to fly around him and stay well out of the range of the rest of the cold ones and Do twice. we still fly active? Still fly, because I think that that's... I don't think that this place is going to be that far away if Ginny on horses can reach you in three rounds. Okay. They're only three round, yeah. rounds behind you. You guys should probably still be able to fly. Yeah, it's, horses move, what, 40? Right, you guys are zooming Peter Pan style. So you guys can still fly. How many, how many seconds are a round? Six. Okay. You're moving 60 feet a second. So 10 rounds a minute. Divided by 5,280. Yes. Yeah, that's actually not that much. It's only 6.8 miles an hour. What? That can't be right. Stop it. Both of you rules my Six, You're saying Stop 68 miles an hour? Uh, well, theoretically, you're moving 10 feet per second. 600 feet per minute. Yep. Times 60 for an hour. That's only 36,000 feet, which is like less than 7 miles. <laughs> I mean, maybe we fucked up the math. I don't know. Maybe, but y'all are doing too much. Yeah, we had to fuck that up. Unless D and D just the rules for D and D are fucked up, and they didn't take any of that into account. Also, yeah, that's that's very strange because horses move like forty or fifty, right? And horses run like thirty miles an hour. Somehow we met. If that right, that doesn't make any sense. So you guys, I'm gonna stick with what we're doing right now. Magic is the explanation. Just roll with it. <laughs> you go fast enough. Yes. <laughs> you guys get go fast enough to get to where you need to go. You're flying. There's no. There's nothing in between you and it because you're flying. So you're going in a straight line. Wait. Oh, sorry. It's because horses move like 40 or 50 as a standard action. If they run, they run four times that per right. round. Right, and I think that you guys should be able to fly four times that if you're just focusing on speed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the wind burns my eyes. <laughs> yeah. My contacts fell out. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> um, so, we were on your turn, Eric. You were going to fly in, making a charge attack against yeah, big guy. Go straight for his head, I guess. Okay. I rolled a nat one. He turns as you fly at him. Yeah! And you fly directly into his mouth. Ooh, that's a critical. Nice. AC twenty five. I did not. I did not confirm. I rolled a two to confirm. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck his bonuses. The bonuses are not going to fucking make a difference here with that. Eric, you're going to take some damage from getting bit Yay. by big ass snack. <laughs> Giant snack. Take twenty one and make a fortitude save. Ow. Yo, if the snake bites me, I'm gonna roll for leg. I got a nineteen on fortitude save. Okay. Take four points of constitution damage. Jesus. Brutal. Really? 19 wasn't good enough for that? No, it's DC 20. That's Jesus. You guys are tough now. Be be tough. Get good. Get roll better. better. Yeah, roll it better. Do better. All right, well. Got it, Eric. Hold on, let's see. You suck. Hold on. I just lost. <laughs> Jeez, brutal. 16 hit points off my total. Yeah, you can do the math while that happens. Um, the math. Well, well, that goes on. The serpent's gonna go actually because it's his turn. Captain Serpent. I guess you'll find out just how snake-like I can be. <laughs> <laughs> One too many punches to that snake's head. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your best? Uh, twenty-five. Okay, he's got plus ten. Misses with the first one. Hits with the second. Hits with the third. Hey. Make two fortitude saves. And take 20. I make a both. And <laughs> 16. Um, 
All right. Oh, God. It said 36, right? Yep. All right, so it's going to put me down to... I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was right the first time. 18. Okay. Eric takes a, a whooping as he flies in and gets bit three times by the snake. Aelin, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to chill in the tree, and I'm going to enervate the snake. You just smoking smoking a bowl up there, chilling in the trees. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to get hit. I have to roll the hit on Enervy, right? Yeah. Um, okay, it's got a wicked range. Yeah, it's good. You're in in range. Uh, is it twenty. Uh, range touch, yes. Yay! It's like a giant cobra, so it's got like a big fat flappy head on the top. Easy to hit. And it loses three levels. After Aelin, it is Crunkholio. All right. Am I within thirty feet of this? Yes, you maneuver. Beautiful yourself. beast. Alright, well then I'm gonna uh Crikey, it's a big one. Don't I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot with the uh with the boys. With the fan and <laughs> fan and the uh hammer, whatever okay. the fucking So you roll up on this dude. I'm gonna strike. dump my clip on this motherfucker. It's high noon. So do you want me to roll for <laughs> things in case I get crits? Or what do you want me to do? Yeah. Alright. <sighs> oh shit. It is actually high noon. Roll just fucking rob. All right, so Roll I got attacks around. <laughs> so I got. Uh, I mean, like that's why he basically has to skip one to reload. Yeah. You know. All right, so I got one twenty, but I did not confirm. Okay. And I'm What'd getting get? a bonus between twenty-five and thirty-five. Did you roll any ones and twos and stuff? No. Okay. Uh, those are all gonna hit. All right. Are these... Also, add your sneak attack damage. And it's a damage. to once. To, to once, because it counts as one full attack. Oh, Christ. This is... But you are also doing... You're using holy bullets? Yeah. Okay, so make sure you do an extra d6 for each one, because it's an evil outsider. Oh, would he be considered evil outsider? Because he's a were-serpent. Higher low good for you. Well, like, the way you described him before was that they're evil outsiders taking over the bodies. True. So it's... Oh. Higher low, Rob. Hi. Yeah, I'll give it to you. All right. Because you made a count against the Yantis. Yeah. And not Yantis. Right. right. The, the non-tees. Yeah. <laughs> what? Three million dollar military parade? Base. <laughs> base damage first. Weekends. Jesus Christ. Yep. Get out your calculator, man. <sighs> You're gonna need it. Get out your calculator, dude. Problems of the gun. <laughs> the gun is good. The gun brings death and purifies the land. Alright, so there's, so there's the base the damage. Does. Base damage 28? 28. Well, now we're going to do sneak death. attack damage. The gun shoots death, destroying the brutals. You ever seen that movie? Zardoz? Sean Connery? Where's it? He told me about oh, it. Oh yeah, it's pretty great, dude. He wears a fucking red banana hammock in that shit. <laughs> got more chest hair than my father. That dude's got a carpet. <laughs> oh man, your dad's already a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, he's... He, that dude's got to shampoo his chest, that's for sure. <laughs> Alright, so 61 damage total. Okay. You blow a part of this thing's ear, head, head hood. serpent, oh yeah, it's hood. It's herpent, serpent hood. Right herpent off. Herpent soot. That's holy damage, so it cauterized the wound. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a clean hole. How many dice did you roll, Rob? 17. Including all of the to hit rolls, 23. <laughs> it's just a lot of rolls. Seventeen dice for damage. Oh, in the in the not confirmed crit, so twenty four. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so you high noon this dude. <laughs> He's looking bloody for sure. Um, it's the Wearet General's turn. He's going to scurry out of this thing's reach and drink a potion. Oh, shit. I forgot about the plus twelve. Also, it's actually seventy two. So you actually did 72 with plus 12? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll just write it down. It's not, not that far ahead. Okay. Okay. That was all to the big, the snake? Yep. Okay. Plus it's been enervated for minus three levels. And it's still alive? Yep. Minus 15 hit points. Okay. The were right general moves away, cures himself. You see some of the, some of his scalp come back. <laughs> so Krunk went, then it's Eric's turn. Excuse me, Claudio's turn. All right, I'm going to retreat. <laughs> okay, you withdraw. You going to do anything else? Uh, cast lesser restoration on myself. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I think that's a, I think that's a standard action to cast that. Higher, look good for you. Hi. Okay, yeah, whatever. All right, <laughs> and restore fucking only two of my constitution. <laughs> Some bull sugar. What the heck? 
Aileen, it's now your turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to enervate the snake again. Okay. Uh, do I want to do the where we're at, General? No. He's, no, he's on oh, our he's side. Oh, he's on our side. side. Yeah, snake. Well, he's not. Well, all fire. <laughs> Just all cast fire? it in the middle of their units. Oh, that's... That's a good idea. Oh, that's totally fucking Jafar. Jafar Hell fucking yeah. Aladdin shit. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to cast... Wait. If you cast Wall of Fire, I'll give you advantage. <laughs> what, because it goes along with your theme? Yeah, because it's, it's totally Aladdin. Um, actually, thriving, I, have, I think I have thriving players with No, I don't. <laughs> um, okay, I will... <laughs> Inspiration points. Okay. Okay. I'm going to cast Wall of Fire in the middle of all their fucking shit. Okay. And... Effect, an opaque sheet of flame up to 20 feet long per level or a ring of fire within a radius of 5 feet per two levels. So you can make a ring around this guy. Ooh, I'm going to make a ring around him. Okay. you got to hit all the whites and other cold ones, too. They're, they're like, I want to say that they're around you guys, but not necessarily fighting in, like, you could also maneuver it around the other whites and stuff. But it's yeah, not I want to encircle as many as possible. Okay. Uh, an immobile, brazen, blazing, curtain of shimmering and violet fire springs forth. One side of the wall selected by you sends forth waves dealing 2d4 damage fire to the creature within 10 feet and 1d4 damage to those 10 feet back. Okay, so roll that damage for the whites. Okay, how many? Uh, 2d4 Okay. and then a 1d4. Okay. The wall, uh, the wall deals this damage when it appears and on your turn each round into all creatures in this area. In addition, the wall deals 2d6 fire damage plus 1 fire damage per creature to any creature who passes through it. The wall deals double damage to undead creatures. If you invoke a wall so that it appears where a creature are, each creature takes damage as if passing through the wall. Okay, so roll 2d6 plus 8 and do that damage to the, to the giant serpent right now. Um, 15. Okay. If any 5 foot length of the wall takes 20 points of cold damage or more, blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you... Okay. Encircle this thing with fire, and some of the whites get blasted with fire as well. Some of the were rats, they make their reflex save and dodge out of the way. Good job, were rats. Because you try to like make it so that it doesn't hit them. Hey, hey you! Get out of the way! And you burn the <laughs> shit into this were serpent. So yeah, he got fifteen. The ones that get two d four got five, okay. and one d four got three. Okay. And this is what turn, Eric? Um, this is our second, second round. Uh, Captain Serpa is going to strike at. You you moved out of range, Eric. Yeah. But Crunk is probably still within range. Well, he's thirty I'm, feet away. I'm thirty feet away. Okay. So he's going to dive. Di then, if, if that's the case, he's going to dive through the wall of fire, taking another two d six plus eight, thirteen points of damage. And he's going to dive at higher low. Good for you, Eric. Hi. He dives at Crunk. Yeah. Oh my God! He rolls a natural one. And just like falls down, flops down as he tries to dive through this firewall and gets hit with more fire damage. <laughs> flops into the middle of the firewall it? and is now stuck there a little bit. <laughs> Eighteen. Oh Jesus. <laughs> okay, this guy is looking pretty roasty. Roasty, um, toasty. It is toasty buns. Your turns, <laughs> starting with Roberto, Crunkolio. All right. Last round. Toasted buns. Crunk. I'm gonna. Uh... Can I higher load a reload one bullet? Yes. All right. Higher load. High. Yep. Nope. Okay. Um. All right. Well, then I'm gonna reload three, and I'm gonna take another shot at him. One shot. You shooting all three? Just the one? I, I can I shoot all three? Yeah, you can fan it, but you can. It only shoots three of them because there's only three okay, in the chamber. Okay. I had kind of been functioning under the idea that the fan was a full round action as opposed to one attack, but. Oh, you moved in and shot last time. That's true. Right. You're right, yeah. Okay, well then, yeah, I'm going to dump the we're, clip on him again. We're playing pretty loosey-goosey on this. Feel free to dump three bullets in here. All right, I'm going to uh, dump the clip. See what happens. Ooh. Oh, I got a nat 20. <laughs> Roll it confirm. 10. You got, what? I got a 10. Do bonuses 10 matter? plus your bonuses? Yeah. What are your bonuses today? Uh, 15. Okay, with, with 15, you get a 25, which is just enough to hit him. Okay, for the crit? Yeah. So All you right. confirm on the crit. So I got a 19 for one. That doesn't hit. So the third bullet doesn't hit. Right. Second one does. So, right. So you get so the critical get... and the second bullet. So higher, higher or low, good for you, Rob. High. Double your sneak attack damage because you crit. Am I getting She's sneak not attack invisible. Damage? I'm not invisible. Oh, you're not, not invisible? No. 
Oh. And you just, the right, snake right, just tried to attack him. It did just try to strike you. You're right. Yeah. Fuck what I said. I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, I should follow the rules at some point. Like, oh. somebody on, on Reddit's going to make fun of me. <laughs> God, I hope somebody makes fun of me. <laughs> 34 damage. That 20 Audio? initially. Um, I'm going to back up even further. Okay. <laughs> you get out of there. And cure moderate wounds on myself. Okay. Aelin. How did it already get to be my turn again? Um, let's see. So they're on fire. What's the snake is still alive? Yes. Oh, that's why. It's pretty um, wounded, though. It'll reload three shots. And three shots every round. Well, you don't um, get that's effectively just getting three. So let's light them all more on fire. I'm going to quicken and maximize two fireball attacks. Okay. That means I get two reflex saves, right? It's going to fail one of them. Well, what's your save? I think, yeah. What's your save? 18. Okay. First one, it fails. Second one, it makes. Higher low, good for you. Hi. It fails the maximize. Yay. So I'm going to have to... That'll be... You don't have to roll for the maximize either. I way. know. I just gotta. Well, you still gotta roll for the other one. No, it's no, got, I don't. It's got he... evasion. Oh, it's got evasion. Does my <laughs> spell penetration do anything to help me with that? No, no. it doesn't have spell resistance. It just made it safe, and it's got uh, it's got like a, le- a couple levels of rogue. This guy was originally a ranger and a rogue, so. Okay. The giant snake. Yeah, he's a were were serpent. <laughs> okay, well, stick pretty cool, time. right? Eight is. Rats living in a den of vipers. Yeah, you're right. It is 48. Okay, so take 48 points of damage to anything in that 20-foot radius. Okay. As you fire off these last two spells, Aelin, Ginny and the rest of the forces from the Spider Village ride in, and you guys... Kill them all! And and you guys are... And they're also joined by other forces coming from the other baronies as they arrive in the Spider Forest's territory. And they all join you to push back these whites as your spells destroy utterly Captain Serpa the Were-Serpent. And he, as he dies, he screams, Damn you, street rat! <laughs> um, and Ginny and the rest of the cavalry, they're joined by Sarah Din and the other uh, the other horsemen and uh, fighters from the other baronies, and you guys push the rest of the, the servants back. And they all, all of these cold ones and the whites retreat, but without their leader in tow. The, uh, the were-rat general is, like, pretty beat up, but he helps in the route. And he, like, has some of the were-rats load up the caravan, and Ginny kind of explains what's going on to him, and, you know, has him and his forces head towards the spider village. As you guys leave, he, he like, he's got, like, a broken leg, and his face is all fucked up, so they're, like, tending to his wounds. But, uh, you got, Crunk, you get a, you get a, a were-rat runs up to you, and he's, and, you know, he's like, the general wants to speak with you. Okay, uh, go with him. Okay, you you go over to the the caravan cart that he's like on the back of, getting bandaged up. Make a perception check. In the caravan itself, you hear like a strange buzzing noise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the were rat general, he's you know he come he he motions for you to come over to him. And he's like, "You're the were rat who saved Octo Spearman, right? That's you." Yes. What's your name, soldier? My name is Crunk. I'll remember it. What is your name, uh, General? I'm Rattelar. Rattelar. I used to be a noble, but times change. I hope that you'll allow our forces to help you in this coming battle. I know that we were on different sides before, but Richard tricked us, the rest of the rare rats, and after we started getting sick from the drugs, we realized something was wrong and our plans changed. Not all of us are monsters. We're not all villains. Thank you for helping my people. I'll remember the name. Crunkolio. Crunkolio. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and the were rats, um, the were rats and the were rat general join your forces. All right, so we've recruited the were rats. Yeah. New faction recruited. That's detect evil. <laughs> um, some of the were rats are evil. The were evil is fun. The were rat general, as before, Dude. is not. And just hanging out, you're going to detect evil at all times. Dude, I'm an assassin. Right. (laughs) (laughs) For the greater good. So, Rob, I think that that he'd probably ask you something along the lines of, you know, you know, 
Do you know why you are not transformed like we are? No, I have no idea. Did you eat? Did you take any of the slime? Did you eat any of the drugs? No. If you if you make an intelligence check right now, Crunk, you're able to basically determine that the reason why you didn't turn into a cold one like the rest of the were-rats is because of the blessing. And yeah. the rest of these guys should be monsters, but they were drinking the fucking green slime antigen drug, which they thought didn't work, which is one of the reasons why they decided to convince the were the lizard folk to attack the city. Okay. But it did actually work, and it kept them all from turning into fucking slaves. It worked out for them? Sort of. I mean, they're all half-transformed monsters. I mean, It'd be a lot better if they could, like, reverse it. <laughs> they're not slime Someday. goop monsters. Right. They're not goop monsters, yeah. which is a big, big plus on there. In the, in the mm -hmm. You guys return to the, the forest with, with some more allies in tow. You guys help scoop up the rest of the caravan. Ginny and Sarah Din tell you that they're going to go right out and look for any other survivors that they can round up. And you guys escort the caravans back into the spider forest. I'm going to cast lesser restoration on myself again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Heal up and stuff. Hey guys. It's me, Gabe, your host, your DM, and your guy that says, hey guys, at the beginning of every single fucking video. Real quick, I just wanted to give you guys a word from one of our sponsors. This week was brought to you in part by Mirror Mirror on the Wall. Who sells the best mirrors of them all? We do, buy our mirrors. Mirrors so good, you can even see vampires in them. You no longer have to be afraid of those space vampires because your telescopes will actually be able to view them. Magic Mirror Salesman, you can find them anywhere if mirrors are sold. Real, real quick in the RL, I just want to give a shout out to the Steadwells. Thank you, Steadwells. Whoop. And a quick shout out to Future James. Thank you, Future James. If you guys like our show, please tell your friends. We're very close to the end of our first campaign and we may make another one. Um, I kind of have one already planned out, but if I record it, uh, it's a lot of work. So let us know if you like it, if you like what we've been doing, um, and maybe we'll get back to you when we have more material. Um, we got another few episodes, so just stay tuned for the end of this awesome campaign. This is It's Never Cloudy in Dungeons and Dragons. <clears throat> I'm your host. Thanks so much for listening. No, I'm going to test them every time, but I think it's important. Your mom's. Okay, so. I don't have a comeback. You guys return to. You guys return to Farhaven after saving the day for the Were Rats. And after a few hours, um, the Were Rats begin coming into town, and mostly they all go and live in Glenn's old house and in the basement because it just feels more homey to them. Um, Lots of rat droppings. Yeah. <laughs> um, and their caravan uh, situates itself out and around the town's outermost edge. You know, they make like a little... Nomadic caravan. Right. Vistani. Vistani, right. So the ones from... I remember that. The, the guys from Strahd. The were-rats aren't just joined by the caravan. Other groups and other groups of people show as well. Like the orcs who you guys fought from Ambermill and their chieftain, which they spoke to you about. The rest of the Knights of Red Hands, the, gob the hobgoblins, and... Maybe even a couple of the arena teams that you guys saw fought, fought, managed to fight their way out. Those elves? <laughs> no, not them. They don't, they're dead. <laughs> Fuck those elves. You guys are kind of, you know, you guys are kind of trying to keep peace and make sure that everybody has plenty of room and stuff and <clears throat> make some perception checks. I'm looking for a 25 or better. This is important. 29. Okay. Nope. Claudio, you spot. You spot. A red rope. Does it look devious? I mean, there's definitely a... Does it look like there's a piece of red cloth missing from it? Maybe. <laughs> uh, do you go up and try to approach the person with the red, in the red rope? Yeah. You bump into Kellek and Arya. Hey guys, what's and going Arya. on? Excuse me, not Arya. Kellek and Tiara. Okay. And Tiara, the half-elf. Or the half-elf. Or the elf. Yeah, I think you said she's an elf. Right. But we don't like Kellek now, right? He's kind of a dick. But didn't he... He robbed the, the shop. I don't care. 
about the shit. I mean, we were going to rob it too, but I wanted some shit. I wanted the shit. <clears throat> as you... Uh, <laughs> you, I light him on fire. <laughs> Just as you guys walk up behind him, you notice that he's act- they're actually talking to the Baron at this very moment when you guys approach them. And Kellick men- says something that you guys have here. Sorry, Baron, I should have listened. You were right the whole time. And Tiara opens up a... Um, pulls out her bag and opens it up. And you, that right now, at this moment, you guys notice that there's a whole group of people in cloaks. Rather large group of cloaked figures that you, up until now, didn't notice standing around you. All look in. And you realize that these are the members of the Thieves' Guild. And that they robbed the shop while you guys were fighting in the arena. So okay. you lost one of your guys. <laughs> to the fire trap. I guess they do like a little salute. I want to say that they all like hold up a cup. And are like to Jambo, who lost his life, detrapping the case and failed. Nice, nice mace in book gun, by the way. Um, Thanks. How did you know I had the book? Oh, we look through everyone's stuff when they get near us. What book? Right. Yeah, when Gabe first described it, I was imagining like a backpack-sized book that you gotta like haul around with right. every spell in it. Right. Yeah, that's kind of what I was imagining as well. Was this book that takes up most of your carry weight? Makes sense. I you... mean, it's holding a lot of spells. Right. Kellick looks like pretty beat up at this point, and when he sees you guys, he like he kind of gives you a somber look, uh, not one of repro- not one of reproach. Sorry about the arena. No hard feelings. I'm. A little upset that we all didn't make it, but that's how things go. Yeah, crunk out a little, uh, a little over the top in there. <laughs> accidents Accident, happen. Yeah, accidents happen. I maybe it's maybe it's for the best. Me and me and Tara, we uh, well, well, we had a little bit of a plan with the master thief who's gone now. You saw his burnt up corpse. We oh, that was the head. Yeah. Thief? Yeah. Ooh. That's why nobody else bothered to try to open it up afterwards. Because um, <laughs> he was good on them traps. <laughs> um, that was part of the plan, was to get whatever we could from Fuzzy's shop. But So we've made all of our spoils available to the Baron and the rest of the camp. If you guys would like to buy anything, we're willing to sell it to you. Of course, go- the money is going to go towards the restitution, you know, towards the camp and everybody's things. But Well, I lost most of my money to not getting my winnings. From the arena. Yeah. And, and at this point, Tiara comes up behind you and slaps you on the shoulder and No you didn't. Hands you a fat sack of gold each. All your winnings that you got you guys get them back. I put Ooh. down ten. <laughs> and what were our odds on that last one? To two. One to two. So double? Yep. Woo, I got twenty four thousand. You guys can now buy whatever you want from um, Fuzzy's shop, which got robbed. Oh. So 27 to play with. I got 31, <laughs> bitches. Right. Yeah, I got about 32. But And pretty much anything that they can't find use for on somebody, they're mostly going to divvy up amongst, this, amongst these guys and use it themselves. And, you know, they're going to these they're gonna make money off of this, but because of, you know, the whole, like, destruction of the city and economic collapse of the whole world, it's better to use all this stuff for, like... Saving it. Saving it. <laughs> it's right. no use to have money if there's no society. <laughs> I got a bunch of shinies. Right. So they decided to come and donate everything to the war effort. Yeah. Um, Instead of the halfling albino just fucking off with everything. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. Just absconding. I think I got a ring of blinking. You can also you can, can look I up wait on your phone. And our, okay. It's definitely on the phone. On, on your phone. Phone? It's definitely I just on your phone. I something I wanted to ask you and now it's gone. Definitely on your phone. Okay. Do you guys want to just keep going? You guys can buy stuff. We'll talk about that at another time or next time. So you can choose. Yeah, that'd be cool to have some time to like look a little yeah, more. Try to fix something that's going to be super useful because the blinking is. I was just thinking Ring of Evasion. <laughs> that might be pretty good. <laughs> you fireball? <laughs> okay, so what do you guys want to do? Yes. Yeah, we should probably buy our stuff and go talk to the lizard man. Okay, so you guys probably go and get the Baron. Ready to go, then. 
This is it. If there's any last little details you want to shore up, people to talk to, things to do, now's the time. Shut up, Baron. We're trying to buy shit. <laughs> Got money. We don't need you no more. <laughs> yeah, I guess the Baron should probably also honestly pay you for all of your time, because he's probably never done that. <laughs> oh, no, he hasn't. Um, yeah. So why don't you guys... For saving his ass. Right. Why don't you guys also get a 10,000 gold piece voucher as well? Okay. And at this point, I mean, the, the village is, pr is starting to, like, really get kind of packed, and... The Baron is almost thinking about organizing a group and, like, setting up another station in Amber Mill and because of how many people have arrived. But he leaves that up to probably somebody, one of the other NPCs, while he travels with you towards home of the lizard folk. Is that cool? Is there any, or is there anybody else you want to talk to? And Not that I can think of. Pepe's there. He's just, like, fucking working on the ship the whole time. Smoking. Crack. I know that. <laughs> He's like, I was right the whole time. I told you. Nobody would listen and told me a tinfoil hat. Now who's wearing hats? Before you guys head off to, to the lizard's home, the Baron goes off with Kellek and Arya, and he's, you know, he's got his shoulder around Kellek, and he's like, I've got a very important mission for you to take care of. And Can I try to eavesdrop? Well, if you want to. <laughs> Make a sneak check. Okay. Did you roll one? Can I use my flip? <laughs> yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. I got a 20. <laughs> okay, okay. So you, and you you sneak up on them, and the Baron's um, kind of talking Sneaking. about, he's talking to Kellek, and they, they're discussing what's going to happen when the city comes down from the sky. Hmm. If he's able to disable whatever machine is, it's inside of the temple, the city's going to drop. And if that happens... It's not just going to destroy the city, it's going to destroy, like, the neighboring baronies and countryside, and a lot of bad shit's going to happen from it. So he's asking Kellek to try to figure out a way to soften the blow, somehow. Fling it off into space. Sure. <laughs> Seems like a way to All go. Right. I'm glad right. I wasted my flip for that not very interesting. Is there a suit of celestial armor? <laughs> High or low? Okay. What does it do? Um, <laughs> it, it this bright silver or gold plus three chainmail is so fine and light that casts fly on command once per day, and it costs twenty two thousand. Okay, that's fine. The Baron he takes you over, he walks you over to a particularly large tree, and then he uses a scroll and he casts a spell on all of you guys, and you're able to move through these trees, and you guys start moving through this forest. And you eventually make your way out of the spider forest to where the lizard folk's home is. And the Baron leads you into, you know, into this swamp. It becomes very swampy quickly. You guys arrive in a small clearing that's got just enough space for you guys to stand on. And you're greeted by a small contingent of croc cigars and lizard and large lizard folk warriors. Two of whom you sort of recognize. One a medium-sized lizard folk with a cape and, I think it was a blue cape, and a very nice ridge of spikes along his head, who you guys know is his Gobblazar. <laughs> and there's a very large now lizard folk who's well over 10 feet tall, and he hoists a humongous club up onto one shoulder as he greets you. How's it going? Long time no see. And it's Lockgar, who's... Fully grown now into one one of the few one in a hundred giant lizard men, well over twice the size of a man and weighing almost a ton. <laughs> he's humongous, but he's still got a, a, a smile on him, bigger than a banana. <laughs> <laughs> and and got and you know he and but Gobblazar is there, and he kind of puts a hand onto Lockar when he you know greets you warmly. He's like, "This is business. Come on." And he leads you guys through the swamp. <laughs> you guys follow him in silence as you make your way into this, into a small cave that comes out and into a very well lit underground section of the swamp. And the ceiling is all light with bioluminescent fire bugs that you've seen before, you know, from this fire forest. But there's also like 
and, and it's like this huge metropolis, like an, an oasis of, you know, vibrant growth in this swamp of blue of swamp. And it's, you know, huge. And you guys make your way through these streets and you see these well, well decorated and very well taken care of lizardland gardens. And some of them come out and they're pointing at you and whispering to one another mm-hmm. as uh, you're taken into the lizard, the, the, you know, all the way down the streets and in towards where the Lizardman Council is. And this room that you guys are taken into has, like, stadium seating all around it. And it's a big circle. Around the edges, there's these uh, big windows, which somehow, even through the swamp's gloom, light shines into this room. And one light glows in particular, and it shines behind this Council of Lizardmen, who you guys can see all look like a classic Lizardman, but they have different ridges along their heads. Some of One has three spikes, one out of each side and one out of the top. One's got a mohawk of spikes. <laughs> one's got, one's just bald. One's got horns. These, and these lizard men look very, very distinct and they're all wearing these very, you know, flowing purple capes to uh, show that they are the council of the lizard folk. And as you reach the end of the hallway, I mean, Lockar and Gobblesgar go to stand on one side of the council. Uh, Lockgar gives you a little wave as he goes, led by the Baron. You guys reach the center of this, uh, center of this ring of lizard men. One of the lizard folk council, probably one in the center of them. What has brought you here before us, Baron? We thought that we wouldn't. We we had hoped that we wouldn't be seeing your kind again anytime soon. And the Baron steps up. And he's like, honored council. I have come to you in my people's time of need. I may ask you to pick up arms and help us lead an assault against our capital. All of the lizard folk kind of are like lean forward and like some of their eyes light up in surprise when he says this. We are not your tyrant queen, Baron. We don't serve you. We have heard about some goings on from our spies since you have always urged peace between our peoples. Why do you call for war now, Baron? Because we have, we were fooled. We were poisoned and made stupid by drugs and games. Our eyes and ears were shut, though many of our friends warned us. I thought it was just a conspiracy theory, but the connections, how could the connections be real? But I t- I'm, t- I'm here to tell you, these interlopers, these planar travelers, the cold ones, they have come. We know of these travelers, Baron, and we don't fear them. Your city's problems are its own. Guards! And several of the lizard men start walking towards you guys. Great. But why do you not fear them? They'll come for you as well. How can you know that? We are so far away from you. We are safe here. We have our giants. Your problems are your own, you foolish humans. The pestilence spreads. It will not be held back for long. Already it's spreading through the forest. You see some of the council start uh, whispering to one another. And Lockgar steps up. He's like, Council! These are the heroes who... Gobblesar fucking, like, pulls him back down by the by his neck. He's like, <laughs> Be quiet! It's not your place to speak here. Why is it not his place? He's one of you, yes? Uh, the, the head council meeting. But he is not a member of the council. We speak for our people. Do not interrupt us. And at this moment, you see behind you, the doors open up. And the little girl, followed by a trio of people who you guys recognize vaguely, um, walk in. And she steps up in front of the council. She says, these are the heroes who saved my life. And I remember them. And as one small act of kindness saved my world, I will not stand by and watch. I will act and save theirs. I will help them, even if you will not. I'll go alone. And Gobblesar stands up. And like, and we will join you. And Lockar cheers with him. This is our chance to rebuild this world together. Make a persuasion check, Aelin. The Baron's gonna help you. And you two soon say anything, so fuck off. Hey, I was gonna say something, but <laughs> Suzanne accomplished basically what I was gonna say. It's okay, so. she's got a charisma, you don't. Yeah, I'm like, probably I just add stupid charisma. Sm- well, asshole. you're gonna add your persuasion. <laughs> So diplomacy, <laughs> diplomacy, bluff. I, I mean, I was basically bluff, just gonna okay. go and be like, "Hey, uh, twenty-five. The flight doesn't care." 
The Baron got a 20, so he's going to add plus 2 to your score. Lockhart got a 5 plus his 3, so he does not add. And Lockhart. His cheering doesn't help, but he's enthusiastic, <laughs> all right. Um, and uh, Goblazar, he gets a 17, so he's going to add a plus 2. The little girl. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you watch as the council, like, talks amongst themselves for a moment. The main one, excuse me, one of the side ones, maybe a, um, maybe one and it talks in maybe a little bit more feminine of a voice. Skink priest. <laughs> uh, yeah, she maybe, maybe she's got a headdress on, you know, recognizing her as one of the head shamans. And, um, she looks the little girl dead in the eyes when she says this. I can't help but think, Baron, that this is one of your games. What is treasure worth to you? What is treasure worth to you? She's asking all of you. Uh, treasure is as good as it helps me carry out my duty to pay lower. Okay. Do it. What am I adding? Treasure is but a symbol. Persuasion diplomacy. <clears throat> okay. The... I can't okay. come up with the rest of my fucking statement Okay, that's, right now. That, that was less um, than convincing. Just add your charisma. Okay. Right, I got, oh, a, got anything? No. No. Okay. Nope. I still got a 22. Okay. I had something in my head, but it's gone. Um, <clears throat> would you get what, are, what are material possessions? But they are nothing. All right. <laughs> I'm going to use my luck roll. Okay. Motherfucker. They're nothing if this world is no more. All right, 16. That's actually enough to aid the Baron. You guys need 15s to aid the Baron. Oh, why don't you fucking say that? <laughs> well, I didn't want to spoil the surprise. Well, I would have stuck with my first roll. <laughs> Deal with it. You don't know if you need that. You don't know. You don't know. That's the, whole, that's the game. That's the game, baby. Okay, so you both aid the Baron in his diplomacy check. He, I can roll to 17. He looks at this high priestess for a moment, and he sees her looking at the little girl in front of her, and he's like, Nothing. And then he looks back at her again for a moment. He looks at where she's staring. Everything. And the council, like, whispers amongst themselves a little bit more. Our people will stand with you, Baron. And the lizard folk cheer. The little girl and the other three people behind her um, all spin, and their red cloaks flourish, and they zoom off, and into the sky through the fucking one of the windows and they you know that they're the giants are forming yo as um, ready. as the lizard men form getting small getting real small up. gotta get those gains and you guys have convinced the lizard men to help you <laughs> alright the five armies are gathered Since no one or whatever one. number it is <laughs> blah, blah. no I think honestly go ahead and level up to level nine Alright. We got a DMG somewhere. 